On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're going back to pre-MCU Marvel to review 2007's Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Sponsored by the Buffalo Funds. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking 2007's Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. uh, So it's a retro review, and we decided this year that we would uh, do a six degrees from the last retro review that we watched. So we started with Event Horizon, and then we had to pick an actor in that uh, in that movie, and we chose Larry Fishburne, and I proposed Man of Steel, and you came back with Fantastic Four 2. Well, yes and no. I proposed Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, and I feel like we, we've beaten that that horse to death after it was already dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, we we have not covered that officially. We covered Justice no. League. Justice League, and I think we bring it up every DC movie. Uh, probably. And then we just keep hitting Batman versus Superman. But, yeah, I, it, you know, Ma- Man of Steel, I thought, was a better choice. Uh, it's a better movie, but I felt like you and I are pretty close on that movie, so I didn't really feel like it would have any kind of uh, uniqueness, whereas I know Batman versus Superman, we are not eye-to-eye on that one. So that's where I was was going. And it was just fresh off the top of our minds because we talked uh, a little bit about it in Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, whatever you want to call that movie. And you think that we're far apart on uh, Fantastic Four, Rise well, of the Silver Surfer? No, but if we're going to talk about something that we talk about all the time, it'd be good that it's at least that we're far apart. Uh, but then once that went out the window, it's like, okay, well, let's just find something that good old Larry Fishburne has done that uh, would at least get us to revisit something that we haven't seen in a long time or that we weren't quite sure about. Like, it, w- it would have been stupid for us to talk Matrix, I feel like, because, I mean, we've seen that a bunch and we're both going to just talk about how much we think, how, you know, we like it. So that doesn't do anything for me. But at least with Rise of the Silver Surfer, it was, I would say for me, it was a morbid curiosity. Like, it's been a long, long time since I've seen that, probably since 2007 or 2008. So, okay, how bad is it really? And we get to answer that today. <laughs> exactly. But that, first. That's why we're here. Yes, but first. A little word from our sponsor, the Buffalo Funds. This episode is sponsored by the Buffalo Funds, a family of mutual funds based here in Kansas City. When the stock market goes down, it may be a great time to contribute to your individual retirement account or IRA. Don't wait until the end of the year. To get your free IRA investing report, go to buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. You can open up an account online directly with the Buffalo Funds and choose from their mix of U.S., international, dividend, or income funds. That's buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. 
The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses must be considered carefully before investing. The summary and statutory prospectuses contain this and other important information about the investment company may be attained by calling 800-492-8332 or visiting buffalofunds.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual fund investing involves risk, principal loss as possible. The Buffalo Funds are distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. So thank you, Buffalo Funds, for sponsoring this episode. Yep. And with that, we will get going. The Fantastic Four return to the big screen as a new and all-powerful enemy threatens the Earth, the seemingly unstoppable Silver Surfer. But all is not what it seems, and there are old and new enemies that pose a greater threat than the intrepid superheroes realize. Directed by Tim Story, who has done the first Fantastic Four, the 2019 Shaft, Right Along 1 and 2, Taxi, and The Barbershop. The cast... Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I think I looked it up, and I think it's uh, Ian Griffud, Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, Michael Chiklis, Julian McMahon, Kerry Washington, Andre Brower, Larry Fishburne, and Doug Jones. That's who we've got. Where do we want to go with this? You are our resident comic book person. I know nothing about the Fantastic Four other than you know a little bit of cartoon appearances and these movies, so... I'm sure you have a lot more bones to pick than I do. Sure, sure. I mean, we can go into the Fantastic Four. Uh, they are, they, they call Marvel's first family, you know, Stan Lee's first uh, brainchild of putting a team together of these random powers. Why he chose a guy who stretches, I have no idea. Well, like, when was it made? I mean... Yeah, we're f- 50s, late yeah. 40s, something. So, I mean, but a guy who stretches, I mean, I figure that's like, Something that you're running out of ideas that you don't lead off with the guy who stretches. I don't know. I feel like it feels like a very wholesome 50s kind of thing, right? Like, oh, you know, the guy stretches real far. Like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe imaginations weren't firing on all cylinders like back in the 50s. And just somebody stretchy <laughs> seems really cool yet still wholesome. Whereas like a guy who, you know, ignites himself on fire was probably like considered, you know, sacrilegious or something like that. Well, the Human Torch, this is his second iteration. He was actually around during uh, Captain America's days, but not as Johnny Storm. So okay. it's kind of a a second human tour. So that was kind of stolen, if you will. Okay. But strong guy made out of rocks and an invisible girl. You know, you're like, okay, those are pretty basic powers. And right. then you have a guy a guy who stretches. <laughs> yeah, again, I think I think they're all kind of basic, right? I feel like it's uh I don't know. It's almost elemental in a way too, right? Like it just, it feels very natural. And am I the only like passive comic book person who wants to constantly refer to Johnny Storm as Johnny Blaze? Like it, that just feels right to me, even though I know Johnny Blaze as Ghost Rider. Like I just, I instinctively want to call him that. Johnny Blaze and then have Johnny Storm control the weather. Yeah. I mean, that would make (laughs) ideal sense, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Fantastic Four at all. Um, mainly because Reed Richards is the smartest person on the planet. And then hold on, do, 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 do. I figured out a plan and, and that works. Right. You know, oh, oh do, I just built something and that works. I just solved that problem. Oh, universe is going to end. Ooh, ooh, oh, nope. Here he goes. I just <laughs> solved it. You know, it's like, like this is, it, it's so boring. Like if you send off Johnny and in, in the thing and, and Sue to, to go fight Dr. Doom, but then Reed just build something and then he, they went. Well, and that you know, sort of happens in the first like twenty minutes of this movie. It's not what causes them to win, but like the government shows up and we're like, we have no idea what to do. And within, you know, minutes of on screen time, he's got this huge contraption built to be able to pinpoint Silver Surfer. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's truly that's like every book. 
Yeah. You know, and so it, I don't enjoy whenever they cross over. I don't like it when they're on their solo. You know, they try to do some, some one-off things, but anytime Reed's involved, his powers suck. And him being a genius ruins anything that, that would be a hurdle for them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he's, I, I, he's too smart for the book. <laughs> I think I I agree with you. And I even wonder, I, I even got myself to a point, like I think I was midway through the movie and I sent you a message. I'm like, I, I just don't know that Fantastic Four translates into, you know, 2020 or even even 2007, arguably. Like it just, like we talked about with their powers, they're so basic and so, they're almost just like so boring and they come across so hokey that it's hard to make them be in a movie that's fun. I mean, I would almost consider saying that if you are going to do a Fantastic Four movie, I almost feel like you might have to set it in like the 50s or the 60s just to even make it seem like none of these other superheroes exist in the, in that time. Because it just, I don't know, it feels like it doesn't work for me conceptually. I mean, part of his, I mean, the, the character is that he's a genius, you know? And so if you dumb him down to where he's he's just a smart guy, then you really take away from that character, but at least you put him on a a playing field that makes more sense. And I think a lot of people would hate that, that, oh, Reed Richards isn't as smart as he is. How do they invent all this stuff that they do, a flying car and all that? Well, you need somebody who's a genius. But I think you you got to you gotta cut his IQ like in half, you know, to... 280 i i would honestly i think i'd be in favor of leaving him ultra smart and taking away the stretchy stuff because that (laughs) really does not work i mean okay so the effects are really bad when that happens in this movie and i forgive that for being 2007 because that's just the world that 2007 was i guess but i'm sorry just being stretchy is not cool and no matter what you do to try and make it look cool it's not going to be cool so I would rather him be super smart and lose his powers or at least, I guess, shift his powers to something else. Like, have they ever done anything in the comics where he gets some other kind of power? Like, have they ever done a different take on Reed Richards where he's just not stretchy anymore? No, but they, I mean, they do a lot of clever things to make him seem more powerful as as stretchy uh, in the comics. I mean, they've had, you know, 60 some odd, 70 years, you know, to play with stretchy, you know. He turn himself, you know, into a parachute, you know, or you know, whatever. And he does things to where, yeah, I can stretch to where he's bulletproof because, you know, why not be able to bend like that? Sure. Um. So it, it makes him more now. And in the movies, not neither or all three of the movies, they've not explored any of that. It's just lame. If I can reach across the room, yeah. You know, it's 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 looks terrible. Then you wonder about his clothes. And they kind of explained that in the first one of the suit that they were in also absorbed their powers. So there's so those suits can stretch, but not his normal pants. Mm-hmm. And then you just play the, oh, well, he's a, a genius, so he can build stretchy pants. Sure. <laughs> it's always the get you know, out. You know, but see, but how, but in, while we're on it, how do his pants stretch? Because it's not like they're skin tight where it's, you know, at the ankle pulling the rest of the... <laughs> Pulling the rest of the pants. Yeah. So even if they were stretchy pants, they wouldn't stretch. Yeah. I, anyway, I, everything it, about the stretching annoying. sucks. Everything about it. Like, I, I don't know. Do we agree that the worst scene in this movie is him dancing at the club? Yes. I mean, yes. that is atrocious. It, it's really bad. 
I mean, the effects I mean, are terrible. Too. The story part is terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to dive into it, how are his clothes stretching? That's terrible. Like, there is nothing <laughs> about that scene that works on any level, and it is just the most groan-inducing scene, maybe, of any comic book movie. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. So fans have been of the MCU have been clamoring for the Silver Surfer to appear for ever since you know we got any sort of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. right? Is that you've heard? Oh, we got to have Silver Surfer. Got to have Silver Surfer. Well, Captain Marvel herself brings a lot of challenges. I mean, she's not quite Superman level, but you get that same problem of you have to keep escalating the villains mm-hmm. to to match her power set. I wanted to read you Wikipedia's power set for Silver Surfer. Okay. Because a lot of people don't know who he is, what he does. Um, so it starts with the Silver Surfer wields, wields the power cosmic, granting him superhuman strength, endurance, and senses, and the ability to absorb and manipulate the universe's ambient energy. Okay. He absorbs energy, super strong, super fast. You're like, okay, that, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. He can navigate through interstellar space, hyperspace, which he can enter after exceeding the speed of light and traveling, transversing interstellar intergalactic distances over millions and even billions of light years away. Okay. So super fast. Can go, okay, he has to travel between planets for Galactus. Okay, he's got to be that fast, right? He has proven capable of time travel on several occasions and can transport other people through time. Like, Well, that changes things, right? Mm-hmm. Now he can time travel. <laughs> well, it, it gets better. Uh, not only does he not require food, uh, water, or air, or sleep, um, he can uh, survive nearly any known natural environment, including deep space, hyperspace, black holes, and stars. Yep. So yep. he's indestructible? So, it, basically. Uh, he can project energy in various forms of offensive and defensive using force fields, bolts of cosmic force, powerful enough to destroy entire planets. Oh, so he, he can destroy so the planet himself. He's a Death Star. Yeah. Okay. And then he can also create black holes. Like, wow. Okay. Uh, he can utilize the power cosmic to uh, augment his super strength to indeterminate levels. So he can be basically as strong as he ever wants to be. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're we're already off the we're already off the Superman chart, right? Because uh-huh. we already have a problem with Superman being you know having all the weapons, right? You know. It's, well, Silver Surfer can uh, heal living organisms, as we saw in this movie. Sure. Um, although he cannot raise the dead. But I imagine if he tried really hard, he could probably do that, too. Well, he could just go back in time. He could go back in time. Yes. Um, he, has, he has proven to revitalize uh, evolving uh, organic life on a planet-wide scale. Okay, so he can terraform? He can terraform. He can cast illusions. he can create interdimensional portals to other locations using the microverse he can manipulate uh and phase through solid matter he has uh he exercises some level of control over the astral plane that's where dr strange is Mm -hmm. you know when he does that that's the astral plane it's it's like okay so what what can't he do so basically yeah that's why i'm wondering and so you're really painting yourself into a box either you cut his powers or um or he just he shouldn't exist in the in the universe but but we're not even done yet you know his senses enable him to detect objects and concentrations of light energy uh 
of energy light years away to perceive matter and energy at a subatomic detail. Like what? So light now he's like away. Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> exactly. Including the energies of living beings. He, he's like Dr. Manhattan. And here, here's a fun one. He can uh, achieve limited perception of the past and future events or uh, in his general vicinity with concentration. Yeah. So, like Dr. Manhattan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Predict the future, the past. He has also demonstrated telepathic ability, including mind reading. Wow. And he can influence a human emotion and sensation. So he's like, basically every superhero ever he, made. Like he can like do whatever he, he wants. You thought that Superman had all the powers? This yeah. is Superman times 10. Yeah. Like you're still making up powers? Like that's that's silly. So talk- I mean, when they when they eventually do this, when they eventually bring Silver Surfer into the MCU, I mean, they're gonna have a refined set list. I mean, unless he becomes like the Thanos of one of these phases where he's like the ultimate bad guy, but even then, they're gonna have to pare that back some. Exactly. Exactly. There's no way they can bring the comic book version of Silver Surfer into the MCU. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's what, you think that's what people are looking for. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know that. I don't think they tried to do that in this one either. I I think they they severely pared him down for this movie in particular. I I think if he comes into the MCU, he's going to be way bigger than what he was in this movie. Uh, but I still think he'll be scaled down somewhat, unless of course, like I said, the caveat being that if he's the Thanos version, he they could make him crazy powerful. So I have one last thing about his board. His board is nearly indestructible, but on rare occasions has been damaged or destroyed, although the surfer can repair and recreate it with little effort. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right, so it's an indestructible board, and someone manages to damage it. Eh, he can just repair it. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> what? So can, in the comics, I wonder, can other people hop on the board, like what happened in this movie? What, what Doom did? Uh-huh. Um I've seen people ride the board. I don't think they get his powers power set like that. Yeah. Um, it's more like hitching a ride. Yeah, I, I feel like this movie uh, had a really good thing going with Silver Surfer. I don't know why they stuck him in between um, them and Galactus and then had to make him be the bad guy that turns good kind of thing. Because I'll be honest, Galactus has a giant you know, world eating cloud just seemed kind of stupid. And I, I don't know why you introduce, introduce silver surfer as like a sympathetic character. If he's got all these awesome skill sets. Well, th- I mean, that's what he, he's a unwanted herald of Galactus. So in order to save his planet, he agreed to go find other planets for Galactus to eat. Yeah. I guess I don't know if I would do that in the same movie. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of a waste to, introduce Silver Surfer and Galactus in the same movie and have him be the bad guy, but then he turns good. Like, I, I guess maybe, I don't know what their plans were. I didn't even bother reading to see if they thought they'd ever get a shot at Fantastic Four 3 or whatever, but it seems like Galactus is the kind of thing that you could have, you know, made the movie out where you seem like you you handled the Silver Surfer, but then, you know, the big cliffhanger is Galactus is, is coming, and now Silver Surfer might help you fight him. So you just have Doom on the board being the main bad guy? Oh, I mean, you'd have to like rewrite, you know, a bunch of stuff. I'm just saying that like, you know, maybe you could turn Surfer at the very, very end as the cliffhanger to like, you know, Galactus coming or whatever. But it seems like cramming all that into this movie. I mean, given it was only an hour and a half movie, so it's not like it was really long. It just feels like, I I don't know, everything. It was just sort of, uh, 
it was only an hour and a half, but there's a lot of kind of setup happening. And then the Galactus piece just, it, it feels like it's ignored for, you know, you see at the beginning of the movie and then they like rush it back in at the very end. It kind of, it's almost like they used Galactus as the means for Silver Surfer to go good, as opposed to Silver Surfer being the means for Galactus to be present. So, and maybe that's what they were going for. I mean, it's called Rise of the Silver Surfer or whatever. So uh, maybe they wanted to focus more there than on Galactus. Not That's what happened. I mean, take a look at the Thing's costume and think that they could pull off actual Galactus. I mean, they got to be looking as like technology here. We don't have it. There's no way we can make a big giant purple guy that eats planets. Yeah. So we're going to do like a cloud thing, Uh (laughs) you know, because I don't think I can ever pull off having this bad guy in my movie. And so I, I feel like they didn't think that that could actually be a bad guy in the future. Probably. I mean, and the cloud thing is basically nanobots on like a cosmic scale. I mean, is all that really was. It was trash. I mean, it was just, it truly was a stupid cloud. It wasn't even cool like in uh, uh, Doctor Strange. I forget what the thing is that he fights over. Dormammu. Like, that's kind of like a weird ass thing, cloud. I don't even really know what you want to call it, but it at least kind of looked cool. This was just a really terrible uh, cloud that, you know, looked like it was straight from Lost. It's funny that you mentioned the the nanobot cloud, because uh, actually in the Ultimate Universe that they'll spin off, that's kind of what Galactus was. Oh, really? Or it's just a group of little little creatures that formed a big creature that eats planets. Hmm. I didn't like it. I like the I like my classic giant big purple guy that eats planets. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I don't know how you do that in a in a Marvel movie. I mean, he's going to be the big bad eventually when they combine all this into the MCU, but I don't know how they do that and make it not look terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that I feel confident that this Marvel can figure it out, even though I did see early on in the credits for this movie that Kevin Feige was still producing this. So he, same guy who gets credit for all the MCU wonders, uh, had his hands in this one. I know this was a Fox movie, but he his name was on it. Well, and this was a year before Iron Man, right? Yeah, that's the hardest thing to believe is, like, I think that, like, going from from this, you would have thought, oh, my God, like, okay, Marvel's doing an Iron Man. This is going to be hilarious. This is going to be terrible, and DC's crushing it with the Batmans right now. I mean, this being the last movie leading into 2008's Iron Man is absurd. I mean, that's a huge 180. Yeah, that just shows the difference between Fox, Sony, and then the MCU. Right. Like they're they're head and shoulders, you know, above all of that. I mean, this looked like it was fifteen years before Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think I told you this felt more dated, way, way more dated than X Men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean X Men was ninety nine. Or 2000, I don't remember specifically, it's one of those two. But yeah, for this to be 07 and feel like like Chris Evans' sunglasses in every scene were so cringy too. There was just so many things in this movie that just was awful. I, I didn't really like any of the cast. Um, I mean, it, it felt very 2007, I guess. It's a wonder Chris Evans got another crack at a comic book character. But Jessica Alba, I didn't really like. I didn't really like the thing. I really don't like uh, I.N., as Reed Richards. I mean, just like none of it works for me. Well, Jessica Alba, they felt like they had to give her really blue eyes and look like in post-production. That was really distracting. Yeah. And her hair was distracting. I'm pretty sure that was a wig. Yeah. Oh, I believe it was. 
I mean, it was, I mean, you didn't bother giving Chris Evans blonde hair, but you felt like you needed to keep Sue's hair blonde. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I was like, what, why? I mean, I know both of them are iconically blonde, but if you're not going to bother, do it to Chris Evans and then let her just be her. Yep. And then the CGI in this is just to be expected from 2007. Like there was scenes where the helicopters were flying around. that was clearly CGI. I didn't think Silver Surfer looked half bad, to be perfectly honest. There's a few scenes that were miserably green screened. Like I think when they were on the rooftop for the wedding a couple times, like, oh, you're clearly in front of a green screen. Or I think even a couple scenes at the last wedding uh, that was weirdly Asian themed for some reason. Um, that felt like they were in front of a green screen a couple times. Like, what? what, what are we doing? That's because we're, then, then they end in Hong Kong and they just decided to get married where they were. I guess. Or Tokyo guess. or wherever they were. I know that they kept hopping. They, they shot up the, the Great Wall, Superman-esque. Oh, okay. You know, you know, and they're racing across the world. Yeah. Blowing up different stuff. Uh, and the whole angle of like, the, the whole movie starts with like, oh, they've tried to get married three times. And it's uh, that... I, I didn't like that. Like, that got off on the wrong foot for me. I'm like, oh, that, we live in the world where everybody knows the Fantastic Four and they're like big icons. And now it's a tabloid news that they're not getting married. And uh, it just really not a well written story, even though I actually thought that the Silver Surfer piece was okay. That was the only thing that worked for me, really, was a Silver Surfer. How'd you feel about Doom? terrible i mean i I don't have any affinity for that character uh because like i said my only exposure to that has been these really bad movies but i i don't like the guy who played him he he gives off i mean i guess it's a very like early 2000s villain where he's dressing in like silk shirts looks like he's gonna go clubbing but he's supposed to be uh dr doom um felt like he was kind of shoehorned in like it's almost like they felt like they couldn't have a fantastic four movie without doom so they had to get him in well, so this is coming off the the last one, and so they didn't have him as ruler of a country, but then they ship him off in a box to Latveria for some reason, okay, just to get just to mention mention the country that he's supposed to be ruling, and so then he he, he comes out of the box deformed, you know, mm-hmm. and so okay, now we have a reason for him to wear the mask, right? Yeah, and so this makes sense why Doctor Doom is wearing a mask. And he still has his powers from the last movie that he got. And, and so, like, we're good here. And then the Silver Surfer shoots him with energy blasts mm-hmm. and heals him. Yep. Yeah. Like, what a terrible weapon you have, Silver <laughs> Surfer. Right. I mean, this guy attacks you. You attack him back with his own energy and it heals him. Yeah. Like, like stay. And I, and I think it's the vanity of these actors. Like, And I'm going to come back to Nicholas Holt. You know, uh-huh. of not wanting to be beast throughout the entire series. I mean, you want your face on screen, but be the character. You know, be Doom. Doom wears a mask. Doom is deformed. And so just stay that way. And same with Beast. Be Beast throughout the, the X-Men. That's what you signed up for. You know, be Beast. Well, do you think and, they did that in this movie to uh, because the actor wanted to show his face? Or do you think Absolutely. they did it because they needed to cue you in somehow that he's able to heal people because that's a big turning point later when he heals Jessica Alba? No, I, I, it doesn't make sense for why he would heal Doom. Doom attacked him. No, no, so I, why, I agree. But why would, that be a, why would that be a thing that we're showing that he can do that? Uh, just because it 
they had to have it there if that's how they were going to resurrect Jessica Alba later. No, I think you've shown Surfer can do just about anything. Also, he can transfer their powers, and I mean, you don't really define the stuff that he can do. Him healing Jessica Alba, you know, I didn't even equate that to what he did to Doom. Uh, I agree with you, but I there ha- okay. Maybe they should have done it a different way, but you have to cue the audience in that there's healing powers there. Like, I don't know if that's like he randomly heals. You know, I, I don't know why he would do this, like a deer or something. Like that. It, it's kind of like in, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like in Rise of Skywalker. So, like, if you haven't seen that, then stop listening now. But, uh, you know, if, if she randomly heals Ben or Kylo, like, you're gonna be like, what? I mean, come on, we haven't seen that. But they, she healed that snake earlier, so you know it's coming back. Like, you, you have to at least give the audience something like that because they don't explain. Silver Surfer's powers for crap in this movie. So I feel like it'd be even worse if he could just randomly heal her in the end. So maybe do it a different way, but I feel like it, it was at least partially done to show that he can heal. I'm feeling ashamed, but I can't remember the movie. I can see the scene of healing the deer. What is that? Oh, I don't know. I, I That must be deep in my subconscious somewhere because I... Was that powder? Did powder do that? <laughs> that might be right. I don't know. That could be right. Or was it? Then he grabs the guy's life force. He felt the deer dying. I mean, I, I could see the whole scene, but I, I feel like that's powder. But it could very well be something else. That sounds right. I mean, it could also be like phenomena with John Travolta. If it, I think you're in the right neighborhood there. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. As soon as you is. said that, I was like, I can see that scene. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight it. Yeah, there it's it powder. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Thank you for bringing up powder. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, I mean, takeaways from the. I mean, Chris Evans. Yeah, you 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 show his range going from Johnny Storm to uh, Captain America. Yeah. I mean, those were all the parts that he was getting at that time, and then you to cast him as Captain America. That took some some stretch. Yeah, I mean, he has the look. I'll give him that. Regardless of his acting ability, he has the look. But like Cellular and Fantastic yeah. Four movies, even uh, Scott Pilgrim, he was he was not the the straight man. Nope, not at all. And so to think, yep, nope, I see him has this. You know that that's a that's interesting casting choice. Yep. The rest of the cast is just whatever, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the only one. I mean, Michael Chiklis. Why? Fine. <laughs> why? <Yeah. laughs> You cast a guy who what five eight as the thing? Are you kidding me? Yeah. If you know that you're gonna just stick a guy in a suit, pick a big guy. Yeah. Or at least if you want to have him as, you know, as Ben, you know, when you transform him back to Ben or before he becomes a thing, or even the voice. But put a big guy in the suit. Yep. Uh, uh, Jessica Alba and heels walking down to get married was, was taller than him. I mean, I think this was partially still the remnants of comic book movies are for kids, right? Like, I know we'd had X-Men and all that. And let's see, by that time, we would have had Batman Begins, but not, you know, The Dark Knight. Um, But they were clearly way more in kid-family comic book mode than they were when they made Iron Man. Like, it just feels like that. Like, something that could have been... PG 
and, you know, thrown on to, you know, cable TV or, you know, that Disney could have made. You know what I mean? It just, it didn't feel like the comic books that we've gotten used to, uh, or even some of the ones that came before it. It just felt like the humor was really, really corny. The action was pretty safe, you know? It's just, uh, it felt like from a different era, is all I can really say. But it wasn't, and that's what, what gets me. Yeah. I, th- I Like I said, I think it just comes from like this dated approach to comic book movies. And maybe they felt like they needed to do that because it was Fantastic Four, and the only way to do it is to be kind of hokey. But I would argue that if you're going to like intentionally make it like that, then like lean into it really, really hard so that we all get it loud and clear as opposed to just kind of being cheesy, corny, but in a bad way. I mean, don't you think they did lean into it pretty hard? Uh, no. I mean, I don't think they made it, you know, over the top. I, they still do, like, like even the sets were really corny. Like, the, the big laboratory where they're sliding their chairs back and forth. Like, it, it, they just needed to do more with it. I mean, just really, really be corny. But, like, it, it wasn't funny corny. It was just bad. So the first Fantastic Four and Batman Begins came out the same year. Mm-hmm. And so you know they had to look at it and go, well, crap. You know, like they just took it next level. And so do you think they just kept it the same because of the first one? Um, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I it would not shock me if I went back and looked and found out that Batman Begins made less money than uh, the first Fantastic Four. Because, I mean, I could truly see where, uh, you know, it has more mass family appeal. It probably had some some stars to it. Kids wanted to go see it. Whereas Batman was, you know, Nolan wasn't known. Christian Bale wasn't big. It was kind of a darker take. I mean, I know everybody loves Batman. But, uh, I don't know. I, I'd be very interested to look that up. Actually, here. I just looked it up. Um, Fantastic Four in 2005 made $333.5 million, at least according to this box office, and Batman Begins made uh, 371.8. So Batman Begins did make more, but it's not like it crushed it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean it, it warranted enough to make a sequel. Yeah, exactly. And they're probably thinking, like, hey, we did just as good as Batman, and we're, we're bringing Fantastic Four out here, right? Like, they I actually think Marvel <laughs> probably felt really good about this, or Fox, whoever. Yeah, and that's what that's what sucks is that people go see these movies because they love the characters, and Fox continued to roll out crap after crap because people went and saw it and hoped that it was better than the last one. Yeah, and shoot, this one made three hundred one point nine. Uh, so I mean, it it slightly performed better than the first one. Still, probably definitely you know made its money back on a hundred thirty million dollar budget, but. I mean, then obviously if we're comparing, you know, back to DC, you know, Dark Knight made a billion. So (laughs) one of them them stepped up a little bit more than the other one. Well, I mean, they didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. I mean, the the right idea was to reboot, which they did and failed. Um, They they couldn't continue with that universe. Right. Especially after the first one, it was too cheesy to, to move on. And then they just decided, well, let's keep, I wonder if they were all under contract anyway to come back. I don't know uh, if they were doing the multi-picture deal things I, I think like they Marvel were. does. Yeah, I think I did a little bit of reading, and uh, part of the reason they rebooted also was, I mean, they lost Chris Evans, but Jessica Alba didn't want to come back. and so Why? I mean, 
plus, I mean, I don't even know when that was. It would have been somewhere around the time they were considering doing the, you know, Fantastic Four reboot, so five years ago or something. But, yeah, I mean, it was probably was a multi-picture deal. They were probably all in on it. But, I mean, like I said, it, they made their money. I mean, it's not a good movie, but it it, it made money. That's all you and can by, say about it. And by not a good movie, that's very generous. This is a very bad movie. Yeah, there's nothing to really like about this movie. I, I'm stunned at some of the higher scores that I see for it sometimes. Like, even two and a half or three, I'm like, really? That's that's your average for movies? I mean, there's not even a cool scene. No, I know. It was really hard to find one thing, a <laughs> favorite moment, I mean. I mean, maybe when Johnny gets all the powers, but then he cheeses it up, you know, during that part. Yeah, totally. You know, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even cool fighting Doom that way. Yeah, I agree. And then he had to get stretchy with it, and so it made, <laughs> yeah. it, made it look really dumb. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, thanks. And but why? Uh, why even? Why even be visible? Just stay invisible and beat up Doom. Yeah, and on fire and strong. It was just a way to try and be cool. But that that was so corny. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm uh, I'm running out of things to say. Yep, I am right there with you. So let's let's get to our questions. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? So what'd you rate it? I gave this a 1.5 out of 5. Yep, I am there with you. You gave the same? Yep, it, it's it's not worthy of a 2. It's, it's above unwatchable mm-hmm. so it's that step above unwatchable but to be it's nowhere near good and so that's uh nowhere near average even for a superhero movie it is it could be one of i mean it's definitely bottom five of all uh-huh. superhero movies made um i just don't know how very bottom it is uh, yeah, I mean, in my rankings that I had that are a little old, I, I still have the reboot below this one, but I would need to revisit that to see. I think me watching that again, Creed alone, keeps it, you know, above <laughs> this. I mean, it, it says something, though, when, like, I truly think this is how it is. I think three out of my bottom five of, like, my Marvel rankings, which includes, like, everything Marvel, not just MCU, is, like, is Fantastic Four movies. Well, they're just bad characters. Yeah, and, agreed. And as a, like I said, even as a comic fan, uh, they're the they're the worst part of the the comic universe in Marvel. Yeah, and, and they're they're held up as you know, again like the first family. Sure. So you keep keep trying to make them important, keep trying to make them cool. There's just not a lot to go with there, and, and I know people are gonna you know jump in and defend defend the Fantastic Four. I'm just I just can't can't do it. It's not interesting. Yeah, as a passive comic guy, I would never ever consider reading fast fantastic four comics after my experiences here and i hate it when they try to compare how strong the thing is to hulk you know <laughs> I'm sure it, it, and they just really just cringe like oh we'll never know it's like no hulk is the strongest one there is that's it <laughs> you know quit quit trying to to do this ranking thing with the thing because he's he's not <laughs> so, so you mentioned the, this earlier that okay. you had a hard time finding anything that you liked so did you have a favorite moment Favorite moment was Doom Deformed. Okay. Because I forgot this movie. I forgot that he got healed. And I okay. th- I thought that he was going to just wear the mask the rest of the movie. And I'm like, okay, 
were showing Doom why he's wearing the mask. He they showed his face, why he's deformed, and we're good there. And he finally got him to his country. Uh, didn't really explain any of that of the how or the why, but he's he's there. Uh, and I'm like, okay, we finally got him to where he needed to be, and I liked that. And then it went off the rails, but I liked that scene when he's becoming Doom. Okay, but not a lot to choose from. Uh, uh-uh, not at all. What about you? What's your favorite scene? I had to pick something with Silver Surfer, and I went with uh, the first time Johnny goes and chases him, and then he finally catches up, and Silver Surfer just grabs him by the throat and takes him up to space and drops him. Because at least at that point, like I wasn't really liking anything, but I'm like, okay, at least this is something where they're trying to establish that no matter how cool or powerful Johnny is, like you know, he just got stopped dead in his tracks. It's kind of like the scene in Justice League, which I know I have a lot of problems with Justice League, where Supes is taking them all along. He's like, you know, grabbing one of them, and then he like, you know, side eyes Flash. It's kind of like it's supposed to be one of those moments where, you know, as in the audience, you're like, uh oh, like okay, Silver Surfer is really cool or tough, you know, because he just grabbed Johnny Storm. Yeah, it's like the Thanos fighting Hulk. Yeah. You know, showing that, oh, that's his power set. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know, okay, he's fast, he's outrunning Johnny, who cares, he can go up and down on his board, whatever, but then he grabs him, he's like, yeah, we're we're done with this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, <laughs> I, I it's small, but it, it's all I really had to work with with this movie. So, what would you change? You only uh, get one. You only I, get one. I'm sure I'm going to make a lot of comic book people mad, and uh, I have no affiliation or affinity for any of these guys. I would give Reed Richards different powers. The stretchy stuff cannot be in a movie. It can't. So somebody <laughs> needs to rewrite it or take it away or do something, because the minute it happens, and I'm sure I feel this way if I watch the first Fantastic Four and if I watch the reboot, I bet I groan every time it happens, because it's just not cool and you're not going to make it cool so don't try now truly i don't remember him doing anything in uh the reboot um i think there was something where it showed him fighting and they did something kind of cool at one point but i don't i don't really remember anything in the reboot of him being stretchy do you recall anything it had to have been right like it had to have been I, mean, I feel I, you know like he there's. Did. I feel like there's a scene where, like, Miles Teller is looking at his hands or something, um, and he stretches. Like, I. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I know he stretches, but I'm just trying to think of a uh, a scene to where um, he uses it that could have been decent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you're asking me to quote <laughs> the Fantastic Four uh, reboot, and I saw it once in theaters and just thought it was so terrible I never revisited it, which is the same as what happened with this movie and its its you know predecessor. So uh, you, I'm not going to be able to pull anything from memory about these movies. Well, I mean, you can't you can't change his power. I mean, that's that's Reed Richards, and it's a sequel, so that's yeah. that's troublesome. so i changed uh galactus okay i mean you have to like this is not only their big bad you know you have doom and then you have galactus and they just crapped on silver server went up there and killed him he's gone like what (laughs) not only is it a big cloud which sucks but just went up there and 
and attacked him, I guess. Yeah. And died. Uh-huh. And that's it. Yeah. And he I, just totally crapped on this whole character. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they, they must have... I don't get the point of it, but they must have just known they could never translate that to the screen and just said, all right, this is a Silver Surfer movie and have him fly into the mouth of the cloud and that's it. I mean, I wonder if it was a a thing of scale. Maybe. Of how do how do we do this guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just uh, choose not to making the like, stupid guy just just chilling in his uh, ship and shows up and eats the planet. Yeah. But I love how uh, they I mean, don't even I, I explain they don't even explain what exactly happens, right? Like Surfer just flies up there in the cloud and it's gone. Like I mean, okay. Yeah. But then post credits, you know, he opens his eye again. And so Silver Surfer's still alive. <laughs> yeah, because you were going to bring yeah. him back for that third movie. Because Rise, right? Uh-huh. You can't have a Rise and then him not be there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, Galactus is my change. You have to, you have to make him mean something and do something. Okay. Yeah. So what's your casting change then? Checklist. Okay. Terrible choice. Okay for a human Ben Grimm, I guess, but you got to put somebody else in the costume. Okay. And I was looking around the time and I uh, just picked the biggest guy I could find and I threw Big Show in there. <laughs> okay. I mean, he was in Jingle All the Way, right? I mean, sure. Was, I mean, could, you don't you don't have to act. They can voice over. Just yeah. Doctor him up. Chicklist do the voice. Just put If you're going to put a guy in a suit, find the biggest freaking guy you could find and put him in a suit. Okay. I, yeah. I won't disagree with that. I mean, I thought the thing one. I think he's hokey looking, terrible. But I mean, I get. Well, your... he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be made of rocks, and it's rubber when he's talking. <laughs> right. And when he's moving his arms, it looks like rubber. Yeah. Like, rocks don't move that way. Yep. It needed to be different. I mean, I will say, I, from what I recall, I think the Fantastic Four reboot obviously was several years later, and CGI has improved and everything. But that that looked better. It was better. I mean, even Korg and Ragnarok. Uh-huh. You know, that's the same idea. Yeah. Or in uh, Thor Dark World, they had one of Korg's brethren oh, okay. all made of rock that he destroys. And still looked better? And still looked better. <laughs> you know? I Not mean, this, hard this, to this do. Is a, this is a guy in a suit, and I get limited by technology, but again, the thing should be taller than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, that, what was your change? Uh, well, I'm picking on Reed Richards again. I mean, Uh-oh. I just, I didn't like the guy. I didn't, I mean, when I fired the movie up, I was like, who is this guy? Like sometimes when you watch these movies from 2007, you're just like, was he, was he big in something that I wasn't aware of? Like, so I kind of flipped through his filmography. I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not really seeing why he got this role. I mean, I see that he's in other movies, but like, where did they pull this guy from? Like, usually these movies are, you know, big names. Like everybody knew Chicklets from the Shield and, you know, at least had probably seen Chris Evans, obviously knew Jessica Alba. But this guy just stood out to me, and with that character, I was like, well, at least you got to get somebody who's, you know, a name. And then I felt like, I don't know how much older he is than Jessica Alba, but is that how it is in the comics? Like, is Reed Richards significantly older than Sue? Because I felt like there's a pretty big age gap there. No. Um, No. (laughs) Okay. I mean, they're they're, they're about the same. I mean, she's... She looks younger because he's got the gray on the side of his yeah his hair um but they're i mean I, I don't know for sure but i would always assume they're around the same age okay well i got him out of there and i tried well, to he, find well and, and you say what he did i mean he was in king arthur uh with clive owen and Kira knightley which okay. that's what i knew him from uh-huh. he was lancelot in that 
And I like that movie. And so I saw him there first, and he's a lot better in that than this. Um, but he, this this franchise killed his career. He's he's done. Yeah. But I mean, anything else he's done since then, he's he's done. And maybe I'm looking at Chris Evans with a little bit of hindsight, but I guess I would have assumed that between Chickless Evans and Alba, like those three you knew coming into the movie. Uh, this guy, not so much. But again, True. I, I could be a little more Evans. So I tried to find somebody who I thought was big around 2007, a little bit younger. I went Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom as, as Reed Richards? I mean, if I'm just going for a name... And I think that he could have been paired up with Jessica Alba. He's more, he's younger in that. Um, do I think they, he could have come off as a guy who stretches? I mean, sure. Why the hell not? <laughs> now, you know. A super be, genius though? I mean, was this guy really bringing anything to the table that screamed super genius? I mean, I don't think this movie's pressing you for a lot of suspension of disbelief here. It's like, you know, I mean, if you tell me that Orlando Bloom's smart, and you tell me that uh, Silver Surfer's flying around with a planet-eating cloud, then I guess I'm all in on that, if you if that's what you're asking me to do. I, I don't buy that. Orlando Bloom doesn't give off super genius to me. Like, this guy at least, you know, red nerd, you know? Uh, and that's what Reed Richards is supposed to be more nerdy. And yeah. Orlando Bloom, maybe as Human Torch, I, I could buy that. Um, but the only but, smart thing that he does in this movie is like track Silver Surfer. So it's not like he's constantly using his brain in this movie. It's really just more about is he paired up with uh, Sue and uh, can he stretch? I mean, that's really all you got to do. Can he stretch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like he's he doesn't do a whole bunch of stuff that solves all these riddles. He basically just does builds the Silver Surfer finder and then hits that pulse thing against him. I mean, anybody can fake that. Do you buy Orlando Bloom as the leader of a team? I don't really care in 2007 for this movie. I just, I thought this guy was no good. And I, if I'd rather, if I'm going to have somebody who I don't like or who I may not believe in that character, then at least give me a big name. So I would have gone with Orlando Bloom. Uh, I don't like that at all. That's, yeah. Well, that fits because this movie is not very good. So <laughs> well, I, mean... I don't think it makes it better is, uh, <laughs> is the kind of the thing we're doing here. I think it would have so, made it better in back then. <laughs> so what uh what award did you end up giving it? Uh I just gave it the most dated Marvel movie. Like if you if you consider all the Marvel movies, I guess I would go back as far as like say Blade or something like that. Like this one is the one that feels like it was made in 1994 and it it, it wasn't. It was made right before Iron Man. So out of all the even mediocre or bad movies that with a Marvel label that made, like we're talking Daredevil and Elektra and Ghost Rider and some of the Punishers, like those don't at least feel as bad as this does. This just feels like it was made back in the mid nineties. So it, it, you know, right or wrong, I think it feels the most dated. It does feel dated. The most dated is probably questionable, but that's fine because it's not good, nor is it worth debating. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's fair. I I went with uh, the worst superhero franchise. Oh yeah, that's totally good. It uh, it just can't it can't redeem itself in my eyes right now. Like I don't know who you could get. I don't know if you cast Leonardo DiCaprio as Mister Fantastic to, and that makes it much of a difference. No, like, it doesn't. You'd like to th- you'd like to think he could do it, but the character sucks. Hmm. So I don't I don't I don't know what they are going to do. I feel like they have to introduce them at some point. Yeah. Um 
but I don't know how they're going to do it. And I think they should stay away. Just, just let it go. Yep. I don't like, I've said it several times in this podcast. I do not see how this translates to the modern world. I just don't see it. I mean, you're going to get into these, uh, cosmic beings, you know, going forward. Like when we're in space, we got all, we got Thanos and who, who's out there. I mean, I know, but those are at least cool, but like invisible and shields and a guy who's like all fire and has to say flame on to get it to work. Like, uh, I think that's more of a catchphrase than what he's got to say. I know, but I'm telling you, it just comes across here. Like the actually only one that really probably works really well is, uh, the thing. And uh, like you just said, we have Korg, so we kind of already have got that. I, I would just leave them alone, leave them alone. You realize the thing says it's clobbering time in almost uh-huh. every comic that he's in. <laughs> See what I mean, though? It's like, it, so like it's annoying. I mean, I know the Avengers, they go with their battle cry, Avengers Assemble. Okay. You know, when they're attacking. I mean, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Like, it's it's forced in there, and it sucks. It's it's because it's from, like, the 50s and 60s. Like, that's when it's howdy-doody time and things like that were said. <laughs> like, it's it just doesn't work now. So, I just... The smartest thing they could do is leave it alone. I think it's just a, a pitfall if they try to go for it. Yeah, I more power to them. I mean, they've they've brought some uh, some characters to life that you wouldn't think would be interesting at all. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, hey, give it a whirl. Not not yet. Do X Men first. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, bring in the mutants. Uh, I heard a little uh, rumor though on Captain Marvel that uh, we might get Rogue. Oh, as okay. her as her villain, which will give Rogue actually her real powers, and that she steals from Captain Marvel, which will put her on that level, which is nice, and not have the the crappy Rogue that we had in uh, in Singerverse. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's cool that we're yeah. going to get, and like potentially in Captain Marvel too, which is right around the corner that we get you get mutants brought in, but stay away from from the Fantastic Four. No kidding. So if you like this movie. What else would you like? Well, I went with a, another disappointing Marvel movie from the 2000s that feels dated. Johnny uh, Blaze? Uh, no, I actually went with Hulk because... Which? Ang Lee's Hulk? Uh-huh, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, not the Incredible Hulk. I went with Ang Lee's Hulk because, again, I felt like it was trying to skew for the family-friendly kid stuff. Um, and it's not like it's... I mean, it's not very good. I don't think it's as bad as this movie, but I think that it just exists in a different world than what we're used to. And if for some reason you liked how kind of silly this one was and liked that it's not as serious as what the MCU has become, I think Ang Lee's Hulk might be right in your wheelhouse. And he fought like in a cloud also Mm -hmm. for some reason. Yeah, because they probably knew their effects couldn't do what they wanted to do. So we just covered up with clouds. I mean, you can have a guy fight another guy. Yeah, I you mean, can. You, you already made the Hulk fight, so just make another guy like that, opposed to making him fight in clouds. Which is what they did in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. But, no, that's, uh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good choice there. It is better than this. Mm-hmm, for sure. And you're, you're, you're getting really close to that line, too. What I mean, line? You just went right over... If you like that one, then you'll you'll squeak in the Hulk right above that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went with Man of Steel because that's what we should have watched instead. Oh, 
I mean, I, you have to draw some lines for me there. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree, but that falls into your default. Like, well, of course you'd like Man of Steel because it's a better movie. Like, yeah, okay, but but like, what would make them like this if they liked? Fantastic okay, Four? well, Fantastic Four is the first family of Marvel. Superman clearly made DC. Okay, you have a better, you have a their big villain Zod versus Galactus, kind of. Oh man, you are stretching it here. <laughs> this is just you being regretful that we watched this movie. I mean, just come out and say it. Larry Fishburne is actually in it, not just voiceover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all these reasons are why you should watch Man of Steel instead. I think you're saying all these reasons are why we should have watched Man of Steel instead, not yes. why listeners <laughs> should. And like they it. and they should all watch it too. Don't bother watching this movie. It's no. not good. No, no, one not. and a half. Not worth watching. Get it. Get it out of your collection. I own it, you know, so it's part of my collection forever. Yep. Unfortunately, so I could just walk up to the wall. It's amazing that nobody was streaming this. You know, I can't imagine why the rights to Fantastic Four two weren't all over Netflix and HBO. You know, no, I, I truthfully can't. I mean, it should be a movie that you should be able to find everywhere. Like, who's holding on to these rights? I mean, unless Marvel just like bought them <laughs> up and it's like, nope. Like, we just want you to remember the MCU, so you cannot find this anywhere. It's just, we're just going to delete it from all <laughs> yeah. of your searches. That's, you know, I, I didn't think about that. I was thinking, you know, Fox should just say, hey, you know, you want to watch it? Fine. Whatever. Yeah. We'll, no. we'll, we'll, send, we'll send you a copy. Marvel's, <laughs> doing, own it. Marvel's doing brand protection. It's like how you couldn't find the Star Wars holiday special anywhere for a while. Like, you just got to you gotta kind of sweep your uh, errors under the rug. Hey, I, I like where your head's at. That's a much better answer than I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Rise of the Silver Surfer. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, everywhere you listen. We are there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review and let everybody know that you love the show. Next week, I think we are probably looking at something like a top five or something like that because there's nothing worth seeing in theaters again. So awesome, awesome January and February. You know, we could go see weeks. Sonic. Uh, no, I, no, I'm gonna take a hard pass on Sonic. Although I am looking forward to Invisible Man, which is next week. So at least we'll get back on the new releases here in a week. All right, <laughs> all right. We'll catch everybody next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!